0: football is back baby welcome into another episode of the hills cast this is episode number six i'm your host b and i'm here today on this rainy
1: saturday afternoon with special guest soon to be regular on the cast sea bass how's it going everybody tom and uh kevin couldn't make it but i'm here and uh me and alex are ready to bring you the info you need for week one Yep, Tom and
0: Kevin couldn't make it. Tom is getting ready for his Montana trip, and Kevin is slaving away at the greens. But we're moving on. we got to give you our insights and our picks for this week's matchups before the games begin on Sunday. The season began on Thursday night with the defending Super Bowl champs, Kansas City Chiefs, defeating the Houston Texans by a score of 34-20. to This game was never really close. Houston got out to a 7-0 lead, but then proceeded to give up 31 unanswered points. I think the Chiefs, obviously, as expected, are going to be a force this year. I think the Texans are kind of in trouble. Got to fill that void with uh, DeAndre Hopkins leaving. Did didn't look good.
1: Yeah, I think uh, Bill O'Brien was uh, giving DJ a lot of work trying to, trying to prove that that, that trade wasn't super bad for the Texans, but I don't know about that. Um, we'll see with Hopkins out in Arizona. But, yeah, the Chiefs honestly looked like they were taking it easy most of the game. Mm-hmm. It just seemed like they they really weren't hitting like full stride, and they still pretty much dominated
0: yeah. the whole game. Yep. Uh, players I, I loved was Edward Alaire, as expected. Boy. He looked great. The only thing was, was the goal line,
1: but other than that, I think that was more his offensive line's fault on the goal line there. Yeah, when you have to spin to avoid a J.J. Watt tackle two yards behind the line of scrimmage and then just get annihilated. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't know if that's his fault. But I like that the opportunity was there. I think the Chiefs are going to mix it up. Um, Not going to hand it off to him all the time down there. I don't think uh, he's going to lose work to Darrell Williams. I just think Andy Reid's going to have some some nicer plays. I don't think they showed anything against the Texans. Like I said, they didn't really have to.
0: Yeah, I don't see Clyde Edwards-Alaire being like up the middle on the goal right. line kind of guy. Andy Reid's going to, you know, design some different kinds of uh, plays for him. You know, yep. giving him in space. That's where he's best. Um, DJ was good. I, li- I, like- I like the volume he got. He, he, he actually did good. look pretty good. Yep. So that's promising. Will Fuller was actually surprising. He got a lot of volume. We'll see how long that lasts, though.
1: (laughs) Sorry for hating on that pick, Chris, but uh, we'll see. We'll see how long he could stay healthy. That's the main concern with him. Mm -hmm. Um, Other player,
0: Sammy Watkins, the first week again, (laughs) just comes out, gets gets close to 100 yards and a touchdown. Everyone's gonna be, you know, snapping on him in the in the waiver wires and the redraft leagues. <laughs> I'm, I'm fading, I'm fading until I see it for like four weeks straight, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Brandon Cooks was nothing to speak of. He was he was uh, hobbled up going into that game. I didn't start him in our league, in Dynasty. Didn't expect much from him. He only got two receptions for 20 yards. Um, but yeah, that's basically everything on the on the Thursday night
1: game there. Uh, Pretty much went as expected, I think. Yeah, real quick on that game too. Uh, just kind of noteworthy. Deshaun Watson garbage time saving his week. Otherwise, uh, that would that would have been trouble. Yeah,
0: uh, did save. He saved Chris there a little bit at the end. He he had like six points going <laughs> into the fourth quarter. That rushing touchdown really saved yeah. him. Yeah, but he did. He did, I mean, he's good for that. I knew as soon as they get down to the one, he always does yeah. those those yep. read options and. Nine times out of ten, he, he gets it in there. So, uh, But I think he
1: is in trouble. He, he's he's got to find some weapons on the outside yeah, for this they, year. They look like they need a uh, bona fide number one wide receiver, but I guess when mm-hmm. you trade away Hopkins, that's what happens. Yeah, is. it's hard to hard to fill that void. Um,
0: but moving on here, on today's episode, we're going to break down our thoughts on how week one is going to go down in both our Dynasty League and in the NFL Uh, We're going to give you our picks for the five dynasty matchups, and then we're going to pick five NFL games and uh, make our picks against the spread there. We're going to keep a running total of uh, how we do on these picks throughout the year, let y'all know how we're doing on a weekly basis. We're also going to have a consensus consensus lock of the week, see how good we are at making y'all some money on DraftKings or FanDuel, whatever you're you're, uh, betting on. (laughs) We're going to give you some love-hate later on in the episode. Um... But to get it started, we're going to hop into some NFL news that has happened in the last week. Lots of players got paid. Uh, just today, both Elvin Cook and Elvin Kamara received contract extensions. Cook receiving a five-year, $62.5 million extension. And Kamara getting five years, $75 million. Both players are locked up with their respective teams for a while now. Do you like this? Better for one over the other, or do you think it's just good news for, for both?
1: Uh, I think it's I, I think it's good news for both. I was actually, five years is a lot. That's It's really nice for both of them. Uh, I mean, the way 2020 is fucking going and our bees are getting paid now, the world is it's, turning it's upside crazy. down. Yeah, like, I mean, Mixon was last episode. We <coughs> talked about him getting
0: paid. And now uh, two stars here, Delvin and Elvin, are locked up um cooper cup also got an extension today uh with three years 40, 42 40 yeah 45 or 42 million i think good news for him i like i like him uh it's i think Goff, it's golf's favorite target in the red zone so he's locked up there in la i like that i'm a big cup fan um a couple other players here hopkins got a two-year 54 million dollar extension with the cardinals He's locked up there in Arizona until 2024. I think this is, I mean, he's going to be, he's, I think, 28 now. He's yeah. probably going to go, going to take him to his mid-30s there in Arizona. I like that, being paired up with Kyler. Yeah, that's great. That's great for their future. Mm-hmm. Exciting. And then Deshaun Watson got a four-year, $160 million extension with the Texans. This is actually the second largest contract in NFL history. I was yeah. not aware of that yeah. whole three hundred and forty million dollars behind Mahomes' record contract. Right, he's locked up in Houston. I don't really know. They gotta. I think they, as we were talking about earlier, they really just gotta figure out that uh, wide receiver position when Hopkins left there. So we'll see. I think Deshaun's good enough to figure it out there, but. I
1: think it's just a, a little murky situation for the Texans yeah. right now. Yeah, it's uh, it's just sad news for Bears fans as uh, <laughs> Watson and Mahomes out here getting paid, and and we're trying to figure out if we've got Trubisky or Foles. Yeah, and we yeah we got Foles for twenty million, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know.
0: We'll see. So yeah, those players got paid. So um, yeah, good news for them. Some key players to keep your eye on this week that are dealing with some injuries going into week one. Uh, I'm going to start off here with Mike Evans dealing with a hamstring issue. He was listed as a game-time des- decision. I think he was upgraded to questionable yeah. It's pretty much the same thing. It yep. could be very good
1: news for Godwin owners. But he also, keep an eye out, he plays, I think, in uh, one of the 330 games, mm-hmm. the the later games, so you got to be careful. Uh, Probably unless you have put him a, in your flex spot. Yep. And if you if you don't really have a wide receiver three or four type option, then you might be better off playing somebody earlier. I honestly uh, don't know how much work you're going to get out of Evans this week. Mm-hmm. Bad news for Chris. He just, you know, yeah. keeps keeps coming for him. Speaking
0: um, of. Speaking of, <laughs> another one of Chris's players, Cortland Sutton. He injured his shoulder, and he is questionable for Monday night's game. I don't think he's going to play.
1: I don't either. I don't expect so, that.
0: Especially being a Monday night game, you don't risk putting him in your lineup yeah, there. That, that was uh,
1: Thursday, I think. Yeah, Thursday. He, he it. got Later it. Later in the week. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeah, not good. Um, and then Kenny Gaude is listed as doubtful for tomorrow's matchup against the Bears. Not good news for my team. He's my wide receiver one. Yeah, think, look at you guys playing each other. <laughs> right, just everyone's just down. getting hurt. Uh, but I know I, I think I got I think I got the depth to <laughs> to, to replace him there. And then uh, last player here is Miles Sanders is dealing with that lower body injury still. He's limited in practice yet again on Friday. Um, i don't know if he suits up i mean i i, I think
1: he's gonna play but i don't know uh, how much volume he's gonna get i do too but the problem with sanders is you drafted him so early he's probably uh, i don't know who has him in our league he's probably your rb one or two and i mean are you i think are Tom you gonna sit him, him th- if he actually plays probably not no. uh, it is kind of murky situation mm-hmm. i it's it's been most of the off season though so mm-hmm. i don't know i guess we'll see week one and Hopefully he could get, get healthy. Yeah, we'll see how that goes.
0: Um, but I think the the biggest news that really happened last week, and it, ha- it took place the day after we recorded our last episode, was that Leonard Fournette has been signed by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on a one-year, $2 million contract, putting Ronald Jones fans in a frenzy for what's in store for their, yeah. the third year back with Fournette coming in. Um, I think for dynasty purposes, it's hard to say what this means for Rojo. But this year it looks kind of kind of murky. I didn't like the, I liked Rojo when he had that backfield to himself pretty much. But Fournette coming in, he's definitely going to take up some volume. Uh, definitely a concern for for Rojo
1: f- uh, fantasy owners. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Tom. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to feel about Fournette's situation either in Tampa. Um, I think they came out and said he'll have a solid role. I don't know how. Solid of a role he can have in week one. Uh, but, yeah, I, I honestly, I don't really like it too much, and you'll see that later. We got a little love-hate mm-hmm. segment going. Yeah, I, I don't know what to expect out of that. Tampa Bay backfield
0: there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's going to wrap up the news around the NFL in the last week. Um, to move on here, we are going to get into our week one breakdown for our Dynasty League. We're going to start... With yours truly, B versus Chris. So, in the power rankings that Sebastian made here so kindly for us, he had Chris as the last team, number ten, and he had me as two. So, I mean,
1: there should be no question here. I definitely <laughs> get in dubs week one. We do have B across the board. Everybody went with uh, with Alex. I do got to give Chris a little bit of credit. I was actually looking at this matchup um before all those injuries to his receivers uh and with AJ Green healthy um I do like Kittle's matchup against Arizona a lot they I don't Mm -hmm. think they know that tight ends exist uh, when they're playing football games so I was I was looking for a little upset here trying to fade everybody else but uh I, I don't in particular like Alex's wide receiver matchups this week, but I mean Lamar and uh, McCaffrey should be able to get it done, especially with, if uh, Evans is out and and Sutton.
0: Yeah, wide receiver is definitely my weak spot on the team. Got got to have I have DJ Chark as my wide receiver one this week. Parker at at two. Um, it just depends on on the other side. If uh, Evans could suit up, but he again has a tough matchup yeah, against yeah. Ladmore.
1: He's had his number. Mm-hmm. I think he dropped the goose out against yeah. them
0: last year. So, mm-hmm. uh, but other than that, I mean, he did. I I did make we did make these predictions before the Thursday night game. Um, he Chris got bailed out by garbage time Sean, <laughs> and Will Fuller actually had a decent game, scoring 15 points for him. So um, there is some there is some hope on Chris's side here, but.
1: I'm uh I'm going to have to go with myself here. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the tricky thing with these predictions. Um I do think we need to wait until Saturday to get all our picks in even though the Thursday night game happens just because of all the injuries mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't have known about any of them yeah. they have all happened basically. Yeah, just big. became doubtful yep. yesterday so
0: Yeah. Um so yeah, we were all um including Tom and Kevin, we all went with B on that one. Uh, next matchup here is going to be Tom versus Sean. I thought this was actually the the closest matchup. It was kind of the, the toughest one to pick for me. Um, looking at their quarterbacks, they have both middle-of-the-pack quarterbacks. No really advantage there with Wentz versus Ryan. It really comes down to, I think Sean has the big advantage at running back here with Zeke and, uh, and David Johnson, he was uh, one of my. He was going to be one of my love players if we did record before the Thursday game. Oh, yeah. I I liked uh, DJ's opportunity with Houston because, uh, like we were saying earlier, they don't have many weapons. So I did like DJ there, and I think Zeke's going to eat. Comes down to the Sanders. If if see how much uh, volume he could get, he's good. Tom's really going to need him, and then we're
1: going to need. He's going to need Eckler to take advantage of that Bengals matchup. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, I think Eckler's actually gonna kill it this week. Um, it was Sanders' uh, health it being in question. I'm not really sure what to expect from him week one, um, and then also Juju Smith Schuster. I I don't want to back him right now until I see how Big Ben looks this year. Um, I know it was a steal in the draft, definitely, mm-hmm. but. Uh, I definitely want to see how big Ben's looking and just seeing uh, Ronald Jones in the flex. I think that's what did it for me. I, uh, I had to go with yeah. Sean in this one.
0: I, I mean, I like Tom's depth at wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has that star with Devonte Adams, but you know, having AJ Brown and, yep. and Juju and Landry in there. I think Sean does have a good counter to that with the top two of Julio and Cooper cup. Um, but we'll have to see. I I went with Sean in this matchup, um, as well as Kevin and Seabass picked Sean as well. Tom is the only one that went with himself. A little bias pick Not there. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see what happens. So three three players to one there on the on Sean's side. So we'll see if he could get it done. Next matchup here. We're gonna move on to Holes versus Conrad. This was another close matchup um i think conrad is taking a risk here starting the rookie in his first game with burrow against a good defense and the chargers i think tyler does have a tough matchup against uh the niners but i think that's a big advantage for for holes there at the qb position
1: yeah burrow uh i don't know about him this week i think he's got a really tough matchup um I actually do like Cincinnati to cover in this game, um, mm-hmm. just being the home dog. But, uh, yeah, in his NFL debut, the only problem is uh, Aaron Rodgers does not have a great matchup either with Minnesota. I think they've they've hit the under in divisional home games, like 17 out of the last 20 or something. And Rodgers, they have just had uh, Rodgers' number at home the last yeah. couple of years. Uh, so, I mean... His bench options not really that great.
0: Yeah, I I like uh, Conrad's running backs over Holes' running backs here. Not a fan of, of Melvin. I've explained that earlier, but having Delvin and, and Aaron Jones facing off against each other could be uh, a big boost there. Um, but then on the flip side, I think Holes has the advantage at wide receiver um, with Robinson and Tyreek Hill and then and and Lockett. I think that's stack top three receivers there, because um, I see I see uh, Conrad has John
1: Brown. Yeah, the, I just don't like that John Brown play. Uh, Cooper offers him some upside, and I think Allen's got a decent floor this week. But um, just seeing John Brown there, just uh, not okay. not a good look for me. Yeah, I don't like that.
0: Connor could I like hit uh, Connor in the in the flex there. Yes. I think that's against the against the Giants, it could be a a boom, boom game for Connor there. But with all that said, I actually did go with holes. I went against the sleeper projections here. It has Connor at 62% to holes is 38%. But I went with holes here. Um, It was actually split. Tom picked
1: Conrad, C picked Conrad as well, and Kevin picked Holes. Yeah, you you brought up the uh seeing Connor in the flex. Uh, and honestly Connor over Mack in the flex is what pushed me towards Conrad. This was probably my tightest matchup of the week and uh I just think as long as Connor is healthy, he can be a top ten R B this year. Yeah, um, when he's, he's when a, he is healthy, he's always been top ten. Yeah, so. He's a workhorse, he's a monster. Mm-hmm. so, so. We'll see how that goes.
0: It's going to be a close matchup. But Moving on to the next matchup here, we have Kevin versus Kyle. We have uh, Kyle was the number one ranked team in the preseason power rankings. Don't want, to, don't want that to get to his head, though. So we'll, he still has to play the games here. But I think he does have the advantage against Kevin. Uh, Kyle just has pretty much a stacked team. I, I really... Think he's very deep. the only th- The only thing I see Kevin having an advantage at is the QB and the tight end positions, but other than that, Kyle's got the edge.
1: Yeah, and uh, I actually like Josh Allen a lot this week. He might have a pretty good week, so I wouldn't even give <clears throat> give Kevin that much of an advantage there. Um, mm. Kyle's starting lineup is just filthy, honestly. And there's a lot of good matchups in here. Uh, yeah, just try to fade those injuries, man. Otherwise, you're going to have to be starting Sammy Watkins next week. <laughs> don't want to be doing that. Yeah, so. don't want to be doing that. I love uh, Henry's
0: matchup against Denver this week, especially Henry. with Von Miller being out. Denver's
1: defense is going to struggle to to tackle Henry there, I think. Yeah, with the short off season too, I think uh, people are underestimating that the tackling has been actually pretty bad. You could, you could see that on Thursday night and uh, – Mm-hmm. I don't know about you. I don't want to go out and try to tackle Derrick Henry. So, <laughs> yeah. And then
0: I like. I also like the Chris Carson matchup against Atlanta. Atlanta's no defense to speak about here. Kevin's flex is just ugly. <laughs> Bourne and Nikhil Harry in the flex. That's not going to get it done. No, we all went with Kyle in this one. I think that was an easy pick there. I'll be shocked if Kevin could pull that one off. Moving on to the last matchup here, we're gonna have Seabass versus Gary. This was actually a pretty interesting matchup. Um, Gary does have Mahomes, who who did play on Thursday, didn't have a boom week, and only twenty points. That's good news for Gary there, or or for Seabass. just don't like Gary's running backs. They're just girly and Singletary. I couldn't look at that all season long. Good luck to you, Gary. I like Clyde. Clyde, uh, put up, matched Mahomes on the Thursday night game and having in there, I think, uh, it's just advantage Seabass for that one.
1: Yeah, uh... Most of the preseason, actually, I was the dog in this one. I think around like thirty five percent, even at at one point. Uh, I do like Gary's wide receivers a lot, the top three. Mm-hmm. But uh, once I saw Corey Davis in the flex, uh, I <laughs> yeah. had to I had to back myself on this one. Uh, yeah, I think it'll be an interesting matchup though if T Y Hilton and OBJ don't show up and. Uh um, could be close then. It could be close, and I think it'll be interesting to see how the two tight ends play. They're both relatively unproven. Fant might actually get more work with Sutton being out on Monday night. Um, and then Hurst obviously first game with Atlanta, gonna see how he fits in. Uh, I think that'll I thought be. Thought that interesting. was a wash there with the Hurst yeah. and greed. Um. Yeah, you
0: mentioned Corey Davis. I f- forgot this guy was in the league. Man, this guy is so <laughs> irrelevant. Um. But yeah, we also all had a consensus lock on this one. We all went with Seabass taking the dub and going 1-0 and in Week 1. That's going to wrap up our uh, picks for the Dynasty matchups. <coughs> Next, we're going to hop into our, our love-hate list out of these out of these matchups that we have. I'll start with my first one here. I'm going to go with my boy, and I hope the Bears... <laughs> Bears get their head out of their ass and pay this man, but Allen Robinson is on my love list this week. Last year, he had 86 yards exactly in both of his matchups against Detroit, with six and eight receptions in both of those games. Um, Montgomery is actually full participant. I didn't think he was going to play in this game, um, but I don't see how much he he. he how much volume he gets. I see Mitch coming out and slinging the ball against Detroit, trying to prove that he deserves that starting job for the Bears, and he owns the Lions in his career. In in three starts against the Lions under Matt Nagy, he has nine touchdowns to one interception, 75% completion percentage, nearly 300 yards per game. I think A Rob's just gonna to have to find the end zone once to exceed his projection of thirteen points. I think he gets it done easily.
1: Yeah, I actually really like this pick. Um like you said, Mitch uh last year I think he threw for three hundred yards in both of the games against the Lions. I actually uh I think this will be a sneaky little shootout. Um mm-hmm. the Detroit Chicago game. Uh Galladay being out if he's out kind of hurts that, but Mm -hmm. I still think uh, the Lions with Matt Stafford can put up some points, so I I like uh, the outlook for Robinson. Love me some (laughs) A-Rob. My my first love actually is going to be uh, running back, and uh, it's going to be Josh Jacobs against the Panthers this week. Um, Not only do I think Jacobs has a shot to uh, explode this year as a whole, uh, become a bona fide top five running back. Uh, the matchup with Carolina is just amazing for him. They uh, they led the league in, uh, or finished dead last in rushing TDs and yards per attempt in 2019. So I expect uh, Jacobs to get it done on the ground. He's, honestly, he might get more Passing work this year, and that's the hopes for him to finish as a top five back for the season. But he doesn't even have to do that this year. Uh, No Luke Keekley. I think the whole draft for the Panthers uh, was on the defensive side on the ball. And you coach and everything—they're—they're they're not going to figure it out. So. Yeah, they're just trying to revamp that defense with young guys. It's not going to
0: work out for this year. I don't see them getting any better. Nope. Uh, love that pick, and and also I think the the Raiders do depend on on Jacobs more. They have a lot of uh, their rookie wide receivers out there. Don't know how much yep. how many targets they'll get. I think they'll they'll give Jacobs the ball early and often in that matchup. But to stay with that matchup, my second love is actually going to be DJ Moore. So I talked in the uh, preseason about how much I love the DJ Moore pick in the third round. Um, But I think he's going to come out swinging against the Raiders in Week 1. Raiders were ranked 10th, uh, gave up the 10th most points to wide receivers last year. I don't see them getting any better. They spent a lot of their draft capital on the offensive side of the ball. I think uh, this, this game also has a chance of being... A high scoring game both defenses nothing to really speak yep. of so if, if the Raiders could really put up some points keep up with the Panthers I think Teddy's gonna have to throw the ball and Moore is the, is the, the, the top target there he's only projected 13 just like AROP I think as long as he finds the end zone once uh, he, he, he gets past that projection easily and easier said than done he only had four touchdowns last year but I think with the better quarterback play have more opportunities I like DJ Moore this week.
1: Yeah, I like that you brought up Teddy. I think he's a competent NFL QB. He's <laughs> yeah. definitely an upgrade from what they had last year. I love DJ Moore. I've drafted him in like every single one of my leagues. I think he's going to be a top 10 receiver uh, this year, and I wish I could have got him in this dynasty league. He's he's going to be a beast. So I almost
0: fell you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but. Yeah, like 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 D.J. Moore there. Nice. Um, my second love is I had Deshaun Jackson, um, but since he's on my team, I'll just uh, I won't speak about him. I'll go to the other side of this game and go with Terry McLaurin. Uh, McLaurin ate against the Eagles the last year. Uh, it was. Two best games of his season, aside from the game in Miami where he had two touchdowns. Um, I expect this to be a closer game than people think, and uh, the, the Redskins actually played the Eagles pretty well last year, especially in week one where D-Jackson and McLaurin both went off. Uh, the Eagles' pass D was bottom half of, uh, of the league last year. I don't expect too much improvement in that secondary, so... Yeah, um, who else is Haskins going to throw the ball to <laughs> in yeah, Washington? Yeah, really no Heat. one there. I, yeah, I just looked at this now
0: that two out of his 300-yard games were against the Eagles last year, mm-hmm. so it's a good matchup for Scary Terry. Yep. Um, I'll just I'll just mention this. I thought we were going to record on Thursday before the game. I did have David Johnson as one of my love players. I just thought he had a good uh, matchup going against the, the Chiefs because I think just because of the volume. We spoke about that before. And uh, he was projected ten points and easily yeah. got over that. So just wanted to put that in there because I was right on that.
1: He looked he looked really good on mm-hmm. Thursday night, uh, running the football, especially after what he showed last year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there was. I mean, there was
0: some points where he would hit the hole and he did look kind of slow. Yeah, <laughs> but it's
1: he, like, but he does get it done. Yeah, so yep yeah, he he looked he looked. Very very slow last year. I think there was one play that I saw uh, last year when he was running the ball, and it was just running a quick. The worst looking, yeah, the worst looking running back in the
0: league. Mm-hmm. So, so now we're gonna give you some of the players that we hate this week. So you guys want to start with this?
1: Yeah, I'll actually give you a whole entire backfield. I am gonna fade Tampa Bay in week one. There's way too much uncertainty for me to play anybody in this backfield with any type of confidence mm-hmm. uh, for and uh, Rojo. I don't know how they're going to split that workload and it's not a favorable matchup for them. Um, mm-hmm. The saints are at home. They're a home favorite, which uh, does not suit the Tampa Bay running game. Uh, they were a top five rush defense last year. So I'm not expecting much. Um, and, and the, like I said, the uncertainty of who's getting the work, that just, it's a no-go for me. My first
0: player that I hate this week is, is Mike Evans. Kind of a cop-out answer. I did make this earlier. I didn't know, well, I don't know if he's going to play. He is dealing with that hamstring issue, but I just hate the matchup. Ladmore has owned Evans yeah. in his career, held him to a goose egg. Last year, one of the matchups, and then four for 69 in the other matchup. I think it's going to be tough for him to reach 13 points this week because uh, I don't see him finding the end zone. I don't see him getting close to, like, that 69 yards. It seems like a lot to me, too. Um, not many receptions there. I don't, I, don't, I don't see Evans having a good week. I think it's a, a Godwin week this week. Yeah,
1: I don't see Evans finding the football field either. <laughs> <So> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so we'll that, that's, that's helped, a good but... point, like, I was going to change it, but... No, I still like it, even mm-hmm. without that. We talked about it mm-hmm. before the show. Uh, that goose egg he dropped not doesn't inspire much confidence. Mm-hmm. My second hate of the week is Devin Singletary. Um, I'm actually going up against him in the league, uh, but I do not like this matchup for him at all. The Jets' run defense was ranked second in the yards per attempt and yards per game last year. Um, I think a lot of people actually sleep on, on that, uh, run D. Uh, I'm just not sure how much work Singletary will get. I expect him to, to get most of the work from 20 to 20 yard line, but, uh, Moss has actually been generating a lot of, a lot of hype in camp Mm and, and, um, with Josh Allen already stealing goal line opportunities and Moss potentially doing the same and and getting receiving work, that really caps uh, Singletary's ceiling. Yeah. I don't think
0: they spend that the draft pick on Moss just to not use him. Yep. I think he's gonna he's gonna eat into those touchdowns that opportunities that Singletary might have had. So I, I like that pick. Um my last hate is gonna be Todd Gurley. I've just completely abandoned Ship at the idea that Todd Gurley really could be an elite fantasy running back. <laughs> he's going to uh, his first matchup with the Falcons against the Seahawks. Uh, they were in the Seahawks were middle of the pack last year in run defense, but the Falcons passed the ball so much. I think Russ is going to tear up the Falcons' defense, forcing Atlanta to play from behind and, and pass the ball more. I just think Gurley is not going to have the efficiency numbers to get uh, relevant points. With the amount of touches he he sees, um, I just I just don't I don't I don't like Gurley in Week One against against Seattle here. So that'll wrap up our love hate list for Week One. And now to wrap up the show, we're gonna get into a segment I'm very excited about, and that is the NFL Pick'em. We're gonna try to make you guys some money. See who's the sharps out here. See, <laughs> see who's making them picks. We're gonna give you, And then we're going to give you our consensus lock of the week, uh, which will be guaranteed money, by the way. <laughs> so we got five matchups on the board. I love the board here. Good matchups here. We're going to start off with the Chicago Bears. They're plus 2.5 at Detroit. I love the Bears outright in this game, but give me the 2.5. I like it. It did go from 3 to 2.5. Um, I just think... The Bears have I mean the Bears have owned the the Lions the last couple years under Matt Nagy and especially with the Galladay injury, I think Detroit could struggle for points a little bit. I mean I do like Seabass said earlier, could be a sneaky shootout game here. But I think uh, I think the Bears are
1: are a good pick here at plus two and a half. Yeah, I actually like the Lions a lot this year. Uh if Stafford can stay healthy, I actually took their season win total over, it was seven or seven and a half games. I can't remember, but, but I do think they could compete in a lot of games. They, uh, before he got hurt last year, I think they were two, four, and one, but they lost to the Chiefs and Packers by like a combined five points. Um, I'm pretty sure they, sh- they shouldn't have even lost the Packers game. Yeah. The refs. And the Chiefs. I remember like a goal line fumble too, but, mm-hmm. um, Regardless, I took the Bears in this one at plus two and a half. Um, I did have the Lions before I found out about the Galladay injury, and uh, I will be rooting for the Bears on Sunday. So,
0: Got to root for the Bears. Uh, Tom had the Bears as well, surprisingly, and then Kevin wow. picked the Lions, the only one to go with the Lions there. The next matchup we have is going to be Tom's team, the Green Bay Packers, plus two and a half at Minnesota. I love the Vikings in this one, two and a half. I mean, I think that I think the Vikings have shown, like the past decade, that they they've pretty much dominated the Packers at home. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, it's probably one of his least favorite places to play. I think he struggles there a lot. I think. Um, the uh, the Vikings have they always have a good scheme to to throw at Rodgers. I think the Packers struggle for points. I think it's going to be a lower scoring game, but I like I like the uh,
1: the Vikings here at minus two and a half. Yeah, uh, Mike Zimmer probably one of the most underrated coaches in the NFL. Um, I took the Vikings as well. Uh, just because they're getting the two and a half points, three is a key number. I actually bet on this game like two months ago. I got the Packers at three and a half, um, so I like that. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm going with the Vikings in this one. I also have the under in the in this game too, so I think it'll be a kind of grinded out kind of game. Hopefully, Vikings win by three.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so me and Seabass went with the Vikings, and then Tom and Kevin went with the Packers. So we'll see what happens there. Next matchup, we're gonna have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers plus three and a half going to the Superdome in New Orleans. I don't. I'm not. I'm not on the hype train. Uh, I'm gonna take the Saints here. I think they. I think they take care of business at home in Week One. I know there. This was the same matchup a couple years ago where it seemed like it was like the lock of the yeah, week and the when the won, Bucks right? won that shootout game. Mm-hmm. But I think. Uh, with, you know, Kamara just getting paid, he's happy. I think the Saints are ready to go. They have that high-powered offense. I think the Bucks, especially with the Evans injury, does, doesn't help at all. I, I like the Saints at home
1: at minus 3.5. Yeah, this was probably the hardest game for me to pick this week. Um, I did go with the Bucks at 3.5. Um, crazy, crazy stat. I don't think... Tom Brady has not been an underdog in any game that he's started since, like, 2015, 2015. <laughs> which is just fucking nuts. How's it feel, um, Tom? <laughs> so, Damn it. I, I'm also not on the hype train for for Brady and the Bucks. to be honest, for the whole season. uh, What did it for me in this game was the Saints— uh, they really start slow, uh, weeks one and two. They're profitable to bet against, and I'm just gonna take the three and a half with uh, the goat. So, yeah. So this one
0: was was split as well. I went with the Saints. Tom went with the Bucks. Kevin went with the Saints, and then Sebas with the Bucks. There. Next matchup here. Fourth matchup. We're gonna have the Dallas Cowboys. At minus two and a half, at LA, so there are road favorites here. Kind of surprising line here. Um, I like the Rams here in their new stadium, putting on a show in week one. I think that Cooper has a tough matchup against Jalen Ramsey this week. So, and and the Rams do have um, you know Aaron Donald in the middle to deal with Zeke, but. I like the Rams as, as home dogs here. Uh, I'll take the plus two and a half for the Rams. I did have the Cowboys at first, but I did did change my mind before the show here. I like the Rams.
1: Yeah, I think this line this line was uh, minus three earlier mm-hmm. in the week. I think it even... It just changed been, today. Yeah, it mm-hmm. might have even been three and a half mm-hmm. earlier in the off season, And uh, just the Rams being at home, I mean, they're not terrible. They had a down year compared to two years ago last mm-hmm. year but um yeah I'll take the I'll take the home underdog in this one too I'm not sh- sure what to expect with the new stadium and all that um I don't know if no fans be, so yeah, it really doesn't I don't know if they'll be nervous or excited <laughs> but yeah I'll just take the the two and a half points with the Rams here yeah with that line going going down going towards the Rams direction I think
0: people are hopping on the the Rams train there. I, I like the trend there. I, I think the Rams, They I think they win out right there. Um, Tom agreed with us. He picked the Rams as well. Kevin was the only one different with the Cowboys. And then our fifth and final matchup is going to be a Monday night game. The Tennessee Titans are minus three at Denver. Uh, another road favorite here. This is actually going to be our consensus lock of the week. I think this is easy money. Titans at minus three. We all went with the Titans at minus three. I think, like we said earlier, Derrick Henry's going to eat, and also AJ Brown's one of the tougher players to tackle. Exactly. Also, so I think Denver's going to have going to struggle against the Titans. Um, and then I also I. I, never, I haven't been a fan of what the Broncos are doing offensively. I don't, I don't know what to expect from Drew
1: Locke. I think the Titans are smash play here. Yeah, the altitude is always a problem, and it's a real thing in Denver. Um, but I think that injury um, to Von Miller. Von Miller is just going to be super demoralizing for the Broncos. Uh, I'm actually really high on the Titans this year. They look Great. Last year, Mike Rabel doing a fantastic job, and you touched on it. A.J. Brown, Derrick Henry, they're just fucking men amongst boys. If you got this game at two and a half, that makes it even a greater play. But, yeah, I'm, I like the Titans in this one. Yeah, it
0: did just go from two and a half to three. So, obviously, people are smashing that Titans button. Hmm. Um so, yeah, I expect to go 5-0 and this week. <laughs> Don't we all? But <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see what happens. I think I with, we're going to keep the running total here. I think there should be some stakes. We should think yeah, about something. Uh, who Whoever has the best record and maybe a punishment for whoever has the worst yeah, record. Yeah, that'd,
1: that'd be nice, actually. Yeah,
0: you know, make it a little bit more interesting here. Uh, we're, you know, we'll, we'll take on any suggestions from, from the boys in the league. Yep. But... I think that will just about do it for today's episode. Hopefully we gave you some good breakdowns with the matchups this week in both our dynasty and the NFL. And uh, I'm excited for some football tomorrow. Full slate of games. Red Zone Sunday. Finally, baby. I cannot fucking wait. It's going to be... I, I, I'm just ready for the queso and
1: chips, too. <laughs> <laughs> Don't lose too much money, boys. Good luck in the matchups. Uh, yeah, football's back, baby. Football's back. See you all next time
0: on the Hillscast. Goodbye.